to be honest, university isn't set up for people like me. <laughs> I have I have dyslexia, so like English and all that stuff, like I absolutely suck at it. But in university, they don't really help you with it. And uh, you know, they they gave you tutors and everything, but it it just it wasn't for me. Um, so I came back home, work, relationship, finally got out of that. And at 22, I think a month after I got out of that relationship, I said, I want to become a wrestler. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Right, and Bush. Today we are joined by a pro wrestler hailing from Penticton, British Columbia. He is Zaddy with all of the baddies. He is a one-time Big West Wrestling television champion, a three-time Thrash Wrestling tag team champion, and the current, that's right, you heard it, Danny Needs, the current, current all-star wrestling cruiser await a champion. He is trained by the almighty Lance Storm. He has been doing this game for about five years and now, and we are here to dive behind the career of the backstage pass. Braden Goss, how's it going today, BSP? It's great. Thanks for having me today. Hey, hey, thank you for taking the time to join me my friend, I know you're a busy man. I mean, you like 1,200, 12,000 kilometers last year, like 40-some matches. You're getting the miles. You're getting the time in, my friend. So I thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, for sure. Now, I've, I've wanted to come on here for a while, so I thought this was like the best time to do it. So here we are. I was thinking the exact same thing, and I feel the exact same way. I've been waiting for the perfect moment, and I know you got a lot going on in your life. But before we get into uh, the uh, current situations, before we get you a little riled up here, potentially, yeah. I want to dive behind the beginnings, the start to this career. And of course, it all has to start with a moment where a one, a young Braden Goss, decides that he wants to pursue professional wrestling so what exactly was that moment for you um it's kind of funny because there's like a few moments uh so i started pretty much watching wrestling when i was like five six years old um and like right there i even told my parents i wanted to be a wrestler like like right there i was like all about it I remember like elementary school dyeing my hair like green, blue, red, like Jeff Hardy and everything. Like yeah. I just I just wanted to be a wrestler. And obviously, like going through school and everything, you know, there there was periods where I really wanted to. And then, you know, life kind of gets in the way and you're finding what to do, right? Because when you're in school, they don't tell you, oh, you can go be a wrestler. They tell you, oh, well, you should go to university. You should go get a trade. All these things. I mean, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a wrestler. And it took me some time. You know, I, I think like I, I've done like hockey. I've done football. I've played soccer. And, you know, I kind of always went that path a little bit. But then I always went back to wrestling. Like I always wanted to go back to wrestling 
And it wasn't until about 23. And that's when, or actually, no, 22, because I think I turned 23 right before I went to Storms, or about six months before Storms. But I have essentially, I got got out of a relationship, and I'm happy I did. And it, you know, it was, it was a good thing. It was, it wasn't a good relationship. And I just, it got me to the point where I'm like, because I always wanted to be a wrestler and that in that relationship, I was always kind of told to do something else, like do something else and then do wrestling. But when you try and become a wrestler, when you're older, it's a lot more difficult. And props to Justin Sider for doing so, but it's 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 a hard game to get into, right? Bumps are not and, easy. No, not easy. And I've I've tried to go to uni- university and everything, right? And to be honest, university isn't set up for people like me. <laughs> I've have, I've have dyslexia, so like English and all that stuff, like I absolutely suck at it. But in university, they don't really help you with it. And, uh, you know, they, they gave you tutors and everything, but it, it just, it wasn't for me. Um, so I came back home, work, relationship, finally got out of that. And at 22, I think a month after I got out of that relationship, I said, I want to become a wrestler. Because <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it now, right? And, um, and so I went to my parents and I said, I want to become a wrestler. And they're like, well, you know, obviously when a 22 year old son comes up to their parents and says, I want to become a professional wrestler, they're going to have, you know, some questions. They always want, knew I wanted to do it, but you could see some, you know, they weren't sure. Every parent's going to worry, right? They want security. They want comfort for their kid. And it's like, but but the pension. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But um, they knew I was really wanting to do it. So I signed up for Storms. And, um, you know, it costs a bit of money. But I committed myself because it wasn't, I got accepted, but I wasn't going for like a full year because of the semesters were filled up. So I had a full year to save a full year to train just to, you know, get a bit in shape and all that and just show that I'm committed. And I think that entire year, um, I might've had like maybe four drinks tops that entire year of, of alcohol. Yeah. I trained like every day. Um, didn't really see anyone either. I just, I just focused on wrestling. Or, or training to be a wrestler. And my parents saw that and they were like, oh, okay, he's, he's committed. Like he, he really wants this. So as soon as they started seeing that, I could tell that they were like, okay, he's, he's committed and we're going to be behind him and, you know, help him with his, with, with his dreams. So, um, yeah, I think I, I went to storms January, um, I think the first day of class was like January 6th or something like that of 2018 around that, around that date. And, uh, that was quite the eye opener. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, quite the New Year's resolution there, uh, moving from Summerland, Penticton, British Columbia, to, I believe, Storms was in Calgary, correct? Yeah, Calgary. Yeah, that was, so. It was quite the change. Mm-hmm. For, or you were there for, what, three, four months, I'm guessing? Uh, it was a three-month program, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said uh, quite eye-opening, so, of course, I have to dive in. What was, uh, what was that initial thought process like because after spending a year of training you probably thought like you know what I think I'm pretty ready for this and then once you get in and it's uh how how did it hit you (laughs) um I never thought I was ready as soon as like uh, like because I I have like I get anxiety right and I overthink things so like even beforehand I'm like uh like I have no idea what's gonna go on like I'm nervous. Like it's Lance Storm, who's been in ECW, WCW, WWE. You know, he's been training great guys like Tyler Breeze. Um, you know, it's just I, I was nervous, right? I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I've never been able been in a ring, I've never touched a ring. It was just it was all new. And uh Remember the first day we didn't do anything the first day. It was kind of more like signing like waivers and all that stuff, introducing ourselves. Um, like, you know, just meeting Lance for the first time. And yeah, no, it was, it was quite a different, it was just, it was so different. It was so different from what I was doing beforehand. So it was just all new. It's uh, new experiences uh, can be a beautiful thing. And of course, it's you took on a new challenge, and obviously, you worked through it. So, what were some of those? Uh, obviously, Lance, being one of the most acclaimed trainers there is inside of the world of professional wrestling. So, what are some of the things that you would say you picked up from Lance? Some of the most valuable uh, assets. Um, probably the most valuable assets is like. Let's see what what was it. Just just learning like the basics, like don't focus, like getting the basics down before you start moving on to other things. Right. Like a lot of guys, they want to get in there and, you know, they'll do a bit of the basics, but right away they want to start doing crazy moves and everything. But then you look at the basics that they do, just like a simple headlock takedown and it's it's a bit sloppy. Right. So it's just getting the basics down. And, you know, like just being able to talk to him too. Um, Like, so like there'd be days where I'm one of those guys that when I drive, I'm always early. So sometimes it would be like 40 minutes early to class. And I remember the best part was one day Lance was like, oh, um, you guys shouldn't come so early because there's going to be days where I'm not here. And then that day after he was there early all the time, because I could tell like, he just, he liked talking to us. Right. And I thought that was really, really cool. And one thing I noticed with me and Lance is during when we had uh, training matches, he could really tell when I noticed something that was wrong or something could have been different or something 
that was sloppy. And we'd look at each other and be like, yeah, that wasn't very good. Or, oh, that was good. And he, that was like a big major thing he, he noticed about me is like, I noticed things. And a lot of people, they don't notice things. And he just, he, I could just tell that really, really impressed him. And uh, yeah, no, that was really cool. Awesome. And of course, yeah. uh, one thing that I'll point out is I think you maybe have learned uh, your dropkick from him because one of the, uh, in the internet community, they say Lance has one of the best dropkicks out there. And I got to say that Braden Goss has got a, a pretty clean drop himself. Yeah. So it's actually funny. My, my drop kick when I got out of storms wasn't all that great. Like if, if you watch my first few matches, it was crap. <laughs> but um, where I got it really good is I started doing squats. So when we, when I think Tony Kazina came up around 2019 in September with my match with him, we just started, like, he started training us like they did at Folly Dojo and all that stuff. I was a part of that uh, seminar, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I just started doing squats, like, every day, like, just getting that motion. And I just noticed a huge difference in my drop kicks. And then I started taking a few moves from Storm as well, just to set, up, set them up. Like, the jawbreaker drop kick, totally took that from Lance, because why not? absolutely yeah um yeah no storms was great um i wish i could go back i mean he doesn't have the school anymore but just to like hang out and you know do some more training there and stuff that'd be sweet um it, it was always nice like being able to like talk to storm and like talk about like old stuff and you know just little insights here and there um no, it was great. It was great talking to Storm. It was cold, though. Don't recommend Calgary in the winter. <laughs> As someone who hails from the prairies, neither do I. And maybe, hopefully, one day you'll be able to uh, pick uh, Lance's brain in person again. Oh, yeah. No, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to. Um, one thing about Calgary, when I was going there, because I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back to the Okanagan. I had this whole thing where, like... I was like, okay, maybe I'll like stay in Calgary. If I have to I'll become a male stripper. <laughs> yeah, I totally had this whole idea. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And then I get there and it's like minus 40. And the one thing about being in Calgary, I was sick probably like 75% of the time when I was there. Because whatever was going through the class, it was just, it was going around like multiple times because you had people from Australia, the UK. So you had people bringing in things, right. Mm -hmm. Flights and stuff. And I just remember, remember start, I had a remote starter on my car. So get my car warmed. It's like minus 40 out. We have to drive to drive to class. I have my big jacket on and I'm in the car with full blast heat. And I was just so cold still. And I was like, that that day I was like, yeah, I'm not living here. <laughs> Screw that. I'm not living in Calgary. It's way too cold. It's a great city, but no thanks. I, the, the Okanagan, like, it's paradise. Like, you have nice beaches. You got wineries. You got breweries. You got restaurants. 
you get like that California weather. Um, the winter isn't too, too bad. Beautiful drives, yeah. whatever direction you want to go. Yeah, no, it's Okanagan is just, yeah, <laughs> it's too nice. Well, I'm glad that the weather uh, helped convince you to uh, give Backstage Pass a different meaning. I didn't know that it almost had, uh, you know, a little bit of a different implication. Yeah. But <laughs> now we are rocking and rolling with some pure soul. Uh, like I said, you've been doing this for about five years now. So we mentioned that your dropkick is one of those things that has improved over time. So what are some other things that you would say uh, through this career have improved? Um, I think I would say my promo skills. Because doing like promo training and stuff at Storms, like I was like a nervous wreck, right? Because it's like <laughs> you're trying to cut a promo in front of a pro, right? And it's like how do you, I don't know. It, it, there's just like a lot of stress. And like, I was never a good talker. Mm-hmm. Like I was like in my yearbook, I was the vote. I was voted quietest person in my grade 12. So going from quietest person to professional wrestling and talking and everything, it's totally different. Like I've, I've had like speech impediments and, you know, dyslexia doesn't help. Yeah. You so mentioned that earlier. It's, it's just like, I'd say my promos have gotten a lot better and like a big help with that was probably Vance Nevada. Yeah. Good, good microphone person for show. Vance has yeah. uh, definitely got a lot of skill. And once again, one of those brains that if you have the chance to pick it, go do it, do it. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like people say, what about Vance Nevada? But like you get in a car ride with him like pick that brain like there's a reason why he's been around for like 30 years right like he he's he's very good mm-hmm. hey just released his second book uh gonna be an upcoming uh returning guest to the podcast too so uh anyone who's watching this interview definitely stick around hit that subscribe button because uh vance nevada will be coming through and uh, definitely, like you said, uh, one of those challenges you mentioned earlier, not uh, very fond of English, having uh, dyslexia and otherwise. So, um, yeah, definitely promos. It's having met you a few years in, I definitely wouldn't have known that had like you wouldn't say it yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's it's helped me. I think other things that have improved just like. Just matches, right? Like, like I think the match I had on Saturday with Danny um, as much. I dislike Danny deeds. um, That was like, that was a really good match. And it's just, it's nice seeing yourself improve. Right. Because when you're wrestling and stuff, you're like, am I getting better? You know, like where is my career going? You know, like you just, it's difficult, right? You, you you overthink things sometimes and, you know, just having that match to start off 2023 was a really good feeling. And I think going back to my match with uh, Tony Kazina, that was a match where I finally was like, okay, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm hang- like I'm having a good match with one of the trainers at the Fale Dojo, the new Japan Dojo in New Zealand. Right. Like, 
and him coming up and saying it was a good match. And, you know, he's, he put the olive branch out to go to New Zealand eventually. Right. So it's like, it's just cool things like that. Right. So yeah. Shout out to Tony Gazina and the Folly Dojo in New Zealand. And yeah, no, that, that match really boosted my, um, you know, just sense of being somewhat good. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, it's a, if he's saying like you should come to New Zealand and train inside of what is a New Japan dojo, like that's uh that's quite a bit of uh you know someone yeah. putting a little bit of a hype in your corner. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not trying to get your um a big head and an ego and stuff, right? Like always, always stay humble and you know all that unfortunately COVID happened and you know i really i was really like thinking about going right and then COVID happened and you know it's new zealand was completely locked down right so you couldn't even go there so until re i think they i think they opened up just in the summer or something like that so now now they're taking like intakes from around out around the world and stuff so it's still it's still in the back of my mind there so you never know. Hey, hey, it's the future it holds many possibilities. And of course, we've been talking quite a bit about the past here. And one name that you mentioned there is Danny Deed. So now I think it's time that we get into uh, the current, the present. And of course, uh, that Saturday evening, uh, a lot of the wrestling community here in the PNW in British Columbia got an answer to a question we've been wondering for about a month now is that's what happened to Braden Goss's All-Star Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship. And that answer uh, was staring us dead in the face as uh, your opponent happened to be the one who stole it from an event you weren't even at. Yeah, yeah, that that's a whole can of worms. Now, you know, I was, I was supposed to be at the show, things got switched, you know, it is what it is. But then All-Star Wrestling allows Danny Deeds backstage... Of course he's going to try and take my title. You know, he's been calling me out and then all of a sudden the title goes missing. Like I there's there's definitely blame on All-Star Wrestling for sure and then yeah, there's blame on Danny Deeds, but you know, there's uh some things in the work for February 4th in Vancouver with me and Danny, so uh Danny Deeds, I'm getting my title back. Hmm. That's uh. It, he was trying to get your attention, and it definitely seems like he's got it now. He uh took the uh fast road to uh getting himself a championship match. I mean, I guess he's going around touting himself as the self-proclaimed champion. But I guess February fourth, you said uh in Vancouver was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I believe uh no disqualification potentially as well. I'm 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 wanting a no DQ match. From what I've kind of been hearing through the grapevine, though, Danny's a bit scared, so we'll see. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's all these things coming out. Well, why didn't you get your title back on Saturday night? Well, after all the brawl and everything, I try and go running backstage to see if Danny Deeds and get my title back. He's nowhere to be seen. Uh, they got he out of there off. pretty fast. He, yeah, he drove off because he's a chicken shit, so... Well, and it doesn't help that he's got a crew of moment of truth there with, uh, you know, your close personal ex-best friend, Jace Darcy, and of course, uh, Jordy Taylor, someone else who you have had quite a bit of history with recently as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the past year, quite a bit, quite a bit. Hmm. And of course, I believe uh, you also have a little bit of uh, a chance to exact a little bit of revenge here against Jordy Taylor for not just uh, this weekend for helping to make sure that you didn't get your championship back, but for all of this past year, the brawls, the constant getting attacked during your matches with him, with other people, finally, you guys got to settle this inside of a steel cage in Penticton. That's right. This Saturday, January 14th, at the Penticton Trade and Convention Center, me and Jordy Taylor for Thrash Wrestling Championship Gold locked inside a steel cage. And I can't wait. Like, you know, it's it's my hometown. I'm not afraid, though. You know, like, I've lost in my hometown. Just not afraid, you know. Jordy Taylor, on the other hand, he's not going to have his little minions around him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's locked inside. He, they can't get in. So, no, I, I can't wait. And tickets are selling really well. So, I mean, if you hear this and you want to go, get your tickets quicker because, uh, yeah, they're, they're selling very well. So, one board shop, you can buy tickets online. So, yeah, definitely get your tickets sooner than later. But, yeah, Jordy Taylor, if you're hearing this, I'm taking that belt. Ooh, Jordy Taylor, this Saturday, January the 14th at the Penticton Trade and Convention Center. For what promises? For what looks to be? What might be? Thrash Wrestling's biggest show ever. The hometown boy might not just get a one champion in the next couple months he might get his championship back the 2023 season looks like it's got a uh, quite a bit of momentum quite a bit of potential here for mr Braden goss yeah definitely I- i'm planning on getting my title back to in the fourth so if not sooner because i think danny deeds is going to be at that penticton show so you better watch out boy hey i think he's uh facing one Justin Sider for his own uh, gender neutral championship here for Thrash Wrestling. So he's got his own hands full. Um, I think that the Moment of Truth might have their hands full this evening. I believe their other member might be trapped inside of a steel cage as well. So there's going to be quite a bit of hard hitting action coming your way from not just Thrash, not just All Star, but of course the backstage pass himself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's so cool what we're doing in Penticton because for the past like year, I think we did like about four shows in Penticton last year or maybe five. Can't quite remember. Um, But, you know, it would be, you know, where it used to be where we'd put the show on and it it would sell out at the door. Right. And then it finally kind of got to the point where we're selling out the day before the event. But then the last event we did at the Lusso Hall, we sold out like two weeks in advance. So it's like, it's just getting bigger and better. And then you have people like messaging the promoter and wanting tickets. And like, obviously we we just can't because we're sold out, right? But now we're finally in a bigger building and it's it's super cool and especially doing in like a hometown right like it's just 
thrash wrestling is special. And to, to me, thrash wrestling is the best promotion in BC, and if not, the Pacific Northwest. And that might rub some people the wrong way. That's just my opinion. And to me, it's just Nick, he always brings in guys from Alberta. He brings guys from the coast. He always brings in something new. He'll try to bring in a name guy. There's always storytelling. And we always put we always put hard work into every show. And then you have the commentator like like Smokey. You know, he's he's awesome. He's gotten so live, good. The live commentating, it's it's whole it's totally different. And from what I've heard from fans, thrash wrestling is like the ECW of BC. You know, it came from this backyard wrestling and you know it wasn't very well liked by people and it it's now turned into this great promotion right like you have the veterans still of the promotion like michael moore you have nick there you have vance nevada coming in and then you have all these young guys you have jace darcy (laughs) you have you have Hayden, you have me, you have Sean Gaston, even though I don't like that guy either, but you have all these young guys coming in. And then you have you refing, right? Colton, Colton G refing. And I've seen your refing skills of just, they're great. Like I, whenever I see you on the card as a ref, I want you as my ref. Cause I know you're going to do a good job. Yeah, you, you listen everything, right? It's it's just great. And just I find Thrash is just it's just special. And that's not just because I started it with Thrash. It's I want it to grow. And I want to move farther away. Like I wanna I wanna go to WWE. I wanna go to New Japan. I wanna go to AEW. I wanna go to big promotions, but I also want Thrash Wrestling to be to be bigger. I want it to be the big promotion of BC. And I mean, we're, we got Kelowna, we got Penticton, we did Nelson uh, in the summer and it was amazing. So it's, and you could just see the, the houses are always getting more and more for attendance. Fans are always coming back and say that was the best. Right. And it's just it's just a great promotion. Well, man, I honestly got to say, I truly appreciate all of those kind words. Um, and it's on, honestly been a complete honor to be able to grow uh, alongside you and all of those other names that you mentioned from a Hayden to a Jace to a Sean to a Charlie Joseph to a Justin Sider. It's I feel like the Okanagan just has like this... Uh, this current wave of talent that um, I feel is just really pushing things. And then, like you say, like thrash, like really seems to uh, be like in this wellspring where they're finally like growing these shows and we're growing these crowds, getting to new cities, bigger crowds. And it's, it's like the little engine that could, where like you say, it came from the backyard and like so many people tried to deny it, but it was just the spirit and the love of wrestling just kept yeah. it alive and pushed it to this next level. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's grunge, right? Like it's 
you know, you have your big promotions and it's, you know, that's the pop stars and everything and all that, but thrash is like the grunge and it's, 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 it's great. And I mean, like all the promotion, all the other promotions, like new ASW, VIPW, 365, you know, you have Glam Slam, WrestleCore, they're all great promotions, right? Like no knock to them. They're, they are awesome. And I mean, you just had Sebastian Wolf, Judas, uh, Travis Williams. They were on AEW Dark. Like, yeah, freaking awesome. So if so if you hear that, go check it out. They're on uh, YouTube, AEW Dark. Go check them out. They're BC guys. And it's finally great that they're getting the exposure they deserve. So check them out. Hey, the PNW is, uh, I think it's ready to explode. And you see a lot of really, really talented. Like we say, the Okanagan's got a wave of people. But I feel like everywhere, the Okanagan, yeah. Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, like, the amount of talent that is just ready to explode out of this region is freaking miraculous. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And just just everyone keep working hard, keep working for better, keep getting along, you know. I know it's hard to get along sometimes, but, you know, if we can all get along, it's just going to be better for wrestling. It's going to be better for the fans. You know, it's just it's just going to be better overall i have uh i have a friend inside i believe we both have a friend inside of this industry that likes to say bigger pie equals more pie for everybody yeah exactly hey hey i love to hear it and of course uh we've been talking so much about this wrestling journey and earlier i happened to point out that the backstage pass has the soul of rock and roll so i need to dive a little bit behind the music that drives the zaddy with all of the baddies. So uh, what are some of your favorite bands? What do you like to listen to before you uh, work a show? Um, well, probably, well, obviously my biggest, my favorite band is Metallica. Um, always love them. They get, Their music got me through some tough times. Metallica, you got... Uh, Apparently on my on my uh, Spotify, I listen to a lot of corn too. So <laughs> I guess we'll have to put corn, which is funny. Um, Slipknot. I mean, what else? Like Ozzy, Motorhead, uh, Megadeth. You know, thrash metal. But I do I do like a little rap. You know, old school rap. Eminem, Ice Cube, Tupac. Um, do like my Post Malone too. Can't go wrong with post. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good with anything, right? Like, I like Death Leopard, um, ACDC. It, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good with everything. So, but yeah, Metallica Metallica is definitely my top top fave. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So of course, I also need to know what's the favorite concert you've ever seen. So as much as I love Metallica. Unfortunately, I never got to go. Yeah, they, I almost went, but because I was saving up for storms, I didn't go. It was when they were doing their stadium tour. So back in like 2017, didn't get to go. But uh, probably my favorite concert was seeing Black Sabbath with Ozzy. So that was cool. Yeah, uh, getting to see uh, the Prince of Darkness was pretty awesome. So 
I've uh, been to a few other ones. Like I've seen Motley Crue. Um, uh, I've seen uh, Five Finger Death Punch, Papa Roach, those guys. Alice Cooper was awesome. Alice Cooper. That, if you can go see Alice Cooper, he puts on a show. Heck yeah. Uh, I fist bumped Nikki Six. So from it wasn't when he was playing with Motley Crue. It was with his uh, 6 a.m. band. But Still an awesome band. Yeah, <laughs> fist bumped him. So. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That, was, that was awesome. Trying to think if I went to more concerts, but yeah, no. Yeah, I think I think that was it. Maybe there was more, but I can't remember. <laughs> hey, the Penticton is becoming its own little uh, hub for concerts. I know you got Anthrax and Black Label coming through soon, yeah. and I'm sure you'll be able to add a few bands to that list right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Does Braden Goss play any instruments? And if not, what instrument would Braden Goss play? Um, I don't play any instruments. I've taken piano lessons, but, um, that was like when I was a kid, but, uh, I think if I could play instrument like really good, well, probably the guitar or, or if I could go back, I'd probably play the piano because I think it could do some cool things with that. So yeah hey yeah. and they say piano transfers well to other instruments so it's yeah definitely uh you could start there and then progress to something else right yeah see my issue was i did all these things and i just wanted to become a wrestler so i didn't care right i just wanted to become a wrestler hey maybe one day you'll be playing your own mania entrance on a piano that'd be pretty cool <laughs> that'd be pretty epic i must say yeah. So what is something that Braden Goss is grateful for inside of this world? Um, probably my family, family and friends, you know, supporting me, helping me through wrestling, you know, just, you know, life, right? Like, you know, I've had, I've had down moments. I've had moments where I'm like, ah, life sucks. Right. But it's trying to get over that. Right. And it's just, you know, getting the help that you need. And if you need help, go see a counselor. Right. Like, they're there for a reason, right? Um, mental health is a big thing, right? So just getting through getting through the hard times. And once you get through the hard times, it just makes you stronger. But yeah, family, friends, it's all all means a lot to me. So I'm grateful for that. Having a good support network, having people that can get you through and that you can see that there are brighter days ahead. Yes. There's there's always brighter days. It's it's I always found it's a day at a time, right? take each day at a time. And once, once you get over that day, it's like, okay, well I can do the next day and then you can do the next day and it, it gets easier. Right. So. Awesome. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And of course, earlier we've spoke about how some of how you've grown as a wrestler. And one of the things that you mentioned is a way that maybe wrestling has also grown in other aspects of your life with uh, your public speaking, with being able to maybe have a little bit of confidence what are some other ways that your time in pro wrestling has helped you in other aspects of your life? Definitely confidence. Um, being able to talk to people, um, a little bit more public speaking, which is funny because I still get nervous at like if I if I'm in the ring, it's not that bad. But if it was outside the ring, I still get kind of like the nerves public speaking. But which is funny, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm. It's helped me a lot. 
just get, getting out of my shell. Cause I was, yeah, I was the quiet kid in school, right? Getting out of my shell. And now I'm kind of a, kind of an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> when I talk sometimes, so yeah. Hey, I'm sure anyone from your high school comes and watches the match like that guy. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Funny. I get messages like, Oh wow. You're, changed right hey change can be good and i'm glad that you came out of your shell that you got that soul of rock and roll my friend if anybody wants to keep along with the journey keep up with the backstage pass where are the best places to go ahead and do that um so on instagram i'm at the real Braden goss and i think that's actually my twitter handle um my Facebook page, you can just look up backstage past Braden Goss. I'm on there. Um, usually I have, there's matches that get uploaded to YouTube. You can just search up my name. It's kind of, it's kind of weird when you search up your name now on Google and it's like, you get all these links and it's like, Oh wow. I'm all over the internet now. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot different from probably when you would do it in high school, right? Like, Oh wow. I wonder. It's like, yeah, yeah. so different. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> News articles and all of these other things. Yeah. Hey. yeah it's, pre it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Hey, hey. Well, keep on pushing, keep on growing, and keep on adding to that Google search. My friend, I'm excited to see where the future takes you, including inside of a steel cage this yeah. Saturday. And whether or not I'm refing that match, I am excited to see what goes down. Yeah. January 14th, everybody. Uh, Penticton Trade and Convention Center. Tickets are at the One Board Shop online. Um, yeah, tickets the tickets are selling really well, so you better get them quick because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a packed house. So I'm excited. Hometown. I'm planning on taking that title, Jordy Taylor. So uh, bring your A game, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, and, you know, there's... There's a, it's a great card. You got massive damage coming from Alberta's coming. Um, you got Bulletproof, Vance Nevada, Sean Gaston. You got the Strays, Judas. You got Elliot Tyler. You got, you got a lot of people coming. Rhea Von Slasher from the coast is coming. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a stack card. A lot of hard-hitting action. And thank you for uh, going through and pushing some of that. Because like you mentioned earlier, Judas Icarus just featured on uh, AEW Dark. And then you have lots of other stars from, you know, Elliot Tyler wrestling for 365 for NEW. You have uh, some people coming in from Alberta. Uh, like you mentioned, Rhea Von Slasher. Always always a handful there so it uh promises to be an epic evening go ahead get your tickets like we said what might be what promises to be the biggest night in thrash wrestling history so far all right brayden thank you so very much for joining me today yeah thank you the desert tiger podcast Thank you.